Welcome, my name is Naomi and I am the host of the Our World Story podcast. Our World Story is a place where travel enthusiasts share their memories and advice and the hopes that our listeners will experience the world through their travel adventures. Today we are continuing a conversation with Marilyn in part two, where we talk about her experience living in Abu Dhabi, and at the end, Marilyn will share her top travel tips with us. If you haven't already listened to part one of our conversation, make sure you go back to hear about the process Marilyn took to work abroad as a principal in Abu Dhabi. But without further delay, let's pick up where we left off in part two. Well, I also wanted to ask you, for someone who's never been to Abu Dhabi or maybe has never heard of it, uh, how would you describe the the people, the culture, uh, the food, and just your experience there when you, uh, as you have gone over there? Oh my goodness. I encourage everyone, please come, come here, come to Abu Dhabi. Um, the UAE is amazing. It's beautiful. It has such rich, um, history. Um, you know, there's every, it's kind of cool because with the locals, there's every shade of local person because, you know, historically there were even Africans that were from the Eastern part of Africa that came over to this part of the world. So it, it's lovely to see even with the, um, with the locals, the mix um, yeah. of, of, of colors, it's, it's amazing. But anyways, mm-hmm. the, food, the food is really good. Um, if you like, they're, they're really, it's, there's a lot of breads. If you like, um, I mean, bread I is a big thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I had to slow up because I was noticing yeah. I was putting on some pounds because it's the, I mean, there's a lot of breads and hummus. There's a lot of, everything is fresh here. You know, um, back in the States, you know, you we're used to having a lot of things either be processed or, yes. um, but, but here it's literally almost like fondue kitchen type. Um, oh, wow. so, you know, you can get, you can get orders that are your, that's why what I noticed, you know, you can put vegetables, um, into your refrigerator and they, they don't go bad very quickly because of how they've been, um, treated or processed or whatever back in the States. But here, you know, you can't have fruit too long. You can't have, um, anything, you no know, vegetables too long because they haven't, there, there's not too much of that chemical stuff going on. Everything yeah. is very fresh. So mm-hmm. you, you can't, if you're going to buy something, you need to use it. You know, like if you're mm-hmm. going to make a dinner that day or the next, otherwise mm-hmm. don't waste your money. I spent, I've wasted so much money thinking, Oh, I'll, I'll make dinner in a couple days or a few days. And then something's yeah. gone bad. Wow, um, interesting. Yeah. There, it's everything is super fresh. There's a lot of um, red meat situation here in okay. regards to like, lamb um oh it's and it's mm. so good <laughs> the seasoning like i have to clutch my pearls it is just <laughs> the seasonings um they've gotten a lot from um lebanese food there's a lot of lebanese food here um because a lot of people came here from lebanon mm-hmm. and so the way that they treat the the meat is just i don't know how i mean the, I don't just know the marinade and oh my right, they, it <laughs> yeah. sounds like they probably slow cook and oh uh, uh. Every, I'm telling you, even the, even their chicken, there's, it's just something about how they season it, it's mm-hmm. the spices, but um, yeah, so they're, they're very big on things being um, fresh. There's a lot of, of bread involved. I can say that um, they do like a lot of sweets. So it's, it's, that's tough for me because I'm, I'm going to have a sweet tooth, Same. but they're, 
Oh my gosh. Like the kids can just like sing. chocolates and yes. everything, <laughs> cakes yes. and pastries everything. and all that. Okay. Everything. And everything is in, a, is in abundance. Heritage wise, it is, it's really nice to see culturally, like they're very family oriented. Um, one of the things I had to let go of was my mindset from the States. You know, I was a principal, so I'd get to work before my, kid, my teachers and I would leave well after everyone left here. So I would have 12 or 13 hour days, but that was just the way that was expected. You know, it's the culture in the States that you work, work, work. Mm-hmm. But here I had to let that go because the first couple of weeks of um, school, I was trying to stay after work. And they literally kicked me out of the school at three. We get out at three o'clock. So I'm used to being, you know, at three least o'clock, four, wow. 30. Yeah. yeah. But they're like, you have to go home. You need to be with your family. And I was like, it's wow. just me here. I don't, they're like, <laughs> that's, you know, okay, but you still need to go. They're very, um, you know, they're, they're, it's not that live to work mindset, but that work to live. We'll, we will work so that we're able to sustain ourselves. But then at a certain point, we leave it there. We go and we're with our families versus uh, back in the States where it's really that live to work. You know, the expectation is that you grind, grind, grind. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had to really shift my mindset there. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's really nice though, because that actually gave me the, um, the okay to start traveling and to, you know, to have a life outside of work. Because back home, I'm telling you, I was, I was working, working, working. And yes. I, I, never, I never used my vocation, vacation time. I, I never, it just was the way, I, the, the way that it was in my um, school district. That's what I hear a lot of people who come back from traveling is mm. how the work and how people yes. have a different mindset around, I go to work and then I leave. I don't have to bring my work home with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going in on the weekends. I, I mean, in the, in the UK, they take uh, a month off for August. Yes. <laughs> and I couldn't even imagine. That's not, it's unheard of in the United States. So yes. I feel like that's just another reason to go abroad and to even for a short amount of time and mm-hmm. actually live there so you can experience what it's like. It changes your whole perspective on life because it's, yes. it's, like you said, you have time for traveling, time for your family, and mm-hmm. it's, it's like it's life-changing, honestly. It really is. Oh, my God, Naomi, you, you just like <laughs> put it all, summed it up in a nutshell. I mean, I, I definitely have to co-sign with you. It's just a different the the world operates so differently than um than we do in the states it really i re- i remember even when i was traveling through italy you know people were taking siestas in the middle of the day they shut their <laughs> shops down and then they would go back in the evening and do some more work but they took a time in the near, middle of the day to just for themselves and and they even do that here you know but back home it, it's just a different it's just a totally different mindset and so i really encourage people to see there's a there's more to life than um than grinding like we've been taught to believe back home you know there's nothing wrong with working hard because i work hard but yes i'm able to leave my um my job at the job until i come back the next day and i couldn't do that um when i was living in the states so it's definitely a blessing if people decide they want to to look into working abroad for sure so i'm hearing a lot of great things too about working abroad a lot of pros but If anything, are there any cons or something that you came across that was a big challenge for you and you just weren't Mm. expecting it at all? You know, um, I think the biggest thing for me, to be quite honest, that has been tough 
is uh, being away from family. You know, if you are a very family-oriented person, um, if you're used to that community, (laughs) it's tough. It's tough. You know, you you lived abroad as well. You know, it's hard. And I know you build your community here, but there's nothing like your mom and your sisters. And then, you know, I'm I'm watching my nieces and nephews. And when I left, I had a niece, niece that was just under one. And now she's seven. And she's, and, you know, I see her when I come home, but I'm only popping in, you know, like during the summer for a little bit or at Christmas time. And so I'm, I'm missing moments and she's this whole person now. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> and she can and, walk and talk yes! and like interact with you now. <laughs> Gosh. And I'm just like, oh my, you know, it's so I just, that is the piece that's really hard for me. Um, it's just being away from family. And um, if you're one of those people where, you know, that isn't a big thing for you. I have some very good friends here. They're close to their families, but their families are not like all up on each other where they need to like be around each other all the time. And yes. they're, they're loving this experience. You know, for me, I'm just like, Oh, I was fine. <laughs> but you know, then my father got sick. And I think that was what um, kind of really hit home. Like, okay, you're missing some time with, you know, my parents are getting a little older. My father passed away, but um, it just really, um, things, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's so those are the tough times, you know, when you're away mm-hmm. from the family and something happens or um, yeah. and, and they're missing you. But what I also have to say kind of on the other side of that is that, you know, my family was we need we want you to come home. We want you to come home. We miss you. We miss you. But then when I would come home to visit, like they would be excited and I would be excited too for like the first week but then you know they got to get back to their lives and all that and I'm sitting there like okay you, know? <laughs> you want me to come for like months when my right? <laughs> it's not sitting, where I live now <laughs> exactly so you know it, it is it's definitely something where I'm like okay I could go home but you know I, but everyone has their lives going on I built this whole life here so I, it is something that every year at the end of the school year, I'm like, am I going to go home this year? Am I going to stay? And I'm starting my, my sixth school year. So it, it's, I guess that decision keeps being made to stay, but it's a yeah. yearly thing for me and everyone here. Every one of my friends are like every year. Are, so what, what you going to do? You know, we have these conversations. <laughs> are we staying? Are we going? But a lot of my friends have transitioned to other places abroad. They haven't went back to the States. And that's something with everything that's happening in the U.S., a lot of um, the expats here, they're just not, the U.S. is not appealing um, because of, you know, whether it's the, the racial injustices that are happening in the States um, and things that we see with, with police officers, whether it's how the government is, is, is being run right now. And people are like, well, let me see what happens with Trump and then I'll decide. You know, it's... Yeah. A lot of people just are, so I have a lot of friends that have left the UAE. They went to China, Singapore, Australia. Um, so a lot of people are ending up going east um, once they leave here if they don't go home. I have, do have friends that have gone home, but they've also struggled with um, readjusting back to American life. So it, it's, it's very interesting, you know, like talking to them and hearing how, they're like, it's home, but it doesn't, it, because they've changed so much, they don't feel like it's, um, because it's almost like that, uh, trying to put a square peg into a round hole, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's like, you're just trying to force it back in. And so some of them have went home for a year and then left back out. So I don't know what's going to happen to me when I go home <laughs> or what. <laughs> well, that's, 
I'm, that's good to think that you can kind of take it a year by year, mm-hmm. like make it yes. a year by year decision because I feel like some people, including myself, I would think, oh, if I were to move abroad, that's it. Like mm-hmm. I'm never coming back. I don't have that flexibility anymore. Or yeah. if I choose to stay here, like, oh, I could never move abroad. I'm, you have to do that when you're either really young, just mm-hmm. out of school or in retirement when you go and travel. But mm-hmm. it's, it's very cool that you get to, you have friends who have made that decision and they have gone some places for a little while and then were able to make the switch. Yes, for sure. You know, I, you know, it's so funny um, that you should say that because, you know, we make these plans. Like I, I, I was a principal, a principal for five years in Houston, and I was just planning on Houston is where I'm going to be until I retire in 20 something years. And Houston is my base. You know, I bought, I built a house, everything, everything is there. My family, um, my sisters are there. And that was my plan. You know, living abroad, it was, it was always a desire, but I, I never really I hadn't acted on it after my 20s. I didn't leave. I moved here when I was 39. So it's, Goodness. you know. You look so young. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you're like early 30s. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for wow. that. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm up there. I'm 45. I just turned 45 this year. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's these plans that we have and we think we box ourselves in like I can't do something outside of what I've envisioned for myself. And, and so I love that you said that because there is, you really can do whatever, whatever you want to do. You know, if yeah. you, I mean, a lot of people here are in their uh, upper 20s and uh, a lot of the teachers that I know are in their upper 20s and so like their mid 30s. And then the administrators that are here, like myself, are upper 30s and, and into our 40s. So, you know, we do, that's kind of how it, it, it's playing out for the educators here. And so you're right, you know, there are younger people here as well. And then, um, but the older people here in their upper 30s, that's not old, but you know, like <laughs> for the span that I'm talking about, or yes. myself, mm-hmm. they, they've come here with their families. You know, my friends that are um, deputy principals, their husbands are with them. Their um, children are here going to private schools, private international schools. So their kids are traveling. It is, it's beautiful to see, you know, um, these kids that are going all around the world um, yeah. because we have so many, you know, Islamic holidays. So we have so many breaks. So every, we're always traveling. But, um, but yeah, so a lot of, of, of people have come with their spouses if they're married. Mm-hmm. And so that's also really nice to see as whole families that are getting to experience this because of one person in the family, it's, it's impacting or blessing the others within it. So, but yeah, you can do whatever you want to do. But a lot of times we kind of get in this mindset, like, no, I'm on this path and this is what I'm staying on and I'm not going to veer off, even mm-hmm. if it's something I really want to do. No, yeah. definitely. <laughs> I encourage people. I really encourage people to try. I mean, to um, to try living abroad if if, yeah. if they love to to travel and they love to to um, learn about other cultures. So I definitely encourage people to to look into it. I mean, just our conversation right now. You've enc- like encouraged me, and I'm. I really want to live abroad. I don't know what I would do abroad when I work. That's something mm-hmm. that I need to figure out. Uh, like you said, maybe I'm, I could go into the educational field and yeah. teach English because I think um, I've heard some stories of you don't have to be 
uh, you know, you were already a principal and you've had so much experience in the United States. Um, mm -hmm. But some people just need an a English speaker to teach English. So I think that there might be other opportunities, but have you heard of anyone kind of yes. going that route? Yes, actually, I do know a few people who were not teachers back in the States, but they've been hired by private families to um, work with their children. Those families have paid for their visa, you know, their work visa to be here. They, um, have, they pay for where they're, they're, where they're going to live, like they pay for everything because there are a lot of families here. Um, they really want their kids to, to master English. They just understand that that is just, they have to, to be strong with it um, for their futures. So I have a couple of friends who, um, actually one works in Dubai. She's working with a, a private family. She was not a teacher. She's, she was like um, running like a yoga studio back in the States. And it was, okay. and she, yeah, I mean, it was, had nothing to do with education. <laughs> yeah, but you know, they're just looking for someone. You, you have to take the, um, there's an in, international English language exam um, called, called the ILTS and it's, it's very easy for na native English speakers. Like it's, it's nothing. It's really okay. built for those people that are native, not native English speakers, but want to teach English. Uh, Cause like, for example, in, in some of the school, in one of the schools that I taught in here, the um, government school, I had teachers that were from Egypt that first language is Arabic, but they were English teachers because they had mm -hmm. um, taken that exam. Their English was strong enough for them to be able to teach it to others. They were very good teachers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that test, that test is really uh, for those people that are second language, second English language learners. But um, so you, you just have to show that you speak English well and because you're a native speaker. And again, that also, you could just put English, English teaching, um, like everything is, I'm telling you, you can find, like if you just search online. You will search it, yeah. Tutoring, I'm serious, you know, like I, I, I'm gonna definitely ask my friend, uh, Melanie, she's the one that I was, was speaking about that was, she teaches yoga on the side here, but her, her main job is, is working with that family, with the children. Mm -hmm. But they have so many, um, and they use recruiters as well, so. Okay, um, similar process to what you, you mentioned at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and it's, it's definitely possible. As if you wanted to work in an actual school here, you would need to have the, the credentials because they really want to have like people that have, have went to school for education mm -hmm. to teach it. But there um, are a lot of opportunities. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I have friends that are, like I said, in every industry. There, I have friends that are nurses, respiratory therapists. I mean, like friends that are in every industry here. So it's, it, they pull from... From those western countries because they know that the education is solid in those in those in america and in other places so well there's so many things i could go on and talk to you about but i'll go ahead and wrap it up for now and maybe i would love to have you back and love go that. in more depth about your experience and maybe follow up and some time to see how the school year is going because i we didn't talk much about um your actual uh day to day so yeah that's something for <laughs> um sorry I would love that I would love that no any any time I enjoyed speaking with you and anyone that loves travel and living abroad I'm with so yeah anytime awesome. perfect <laughs> I just want to finish with the last part of our segment which is the short story segment mm -hmm. and here I just ask a few questions about travel in general 
So the okay. first one is about uh, your favorite travel destination and why. I know you mentioned Ooh. Paris was a yeah, big I love Yes, I love Paris, <laughs> I do. Um, but you know, honestly, oh, this is so hard. I think my favorite travel destination is Ghana. I went last year um, and just the experience, every time I go to Africa, doesn't matter if I'm in, south, in the Southern part or the Western part or Eastern, I'm thinking about it, or North, I've been in all of the corners. Now I think about where I've been. <laughs> I just thought of that. I've, yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Okay, but, um, but Ghana, every time I go, I feel like I'm coming home. And I know that sounds really corny or cheesy or whatever, <laughs> but the way that the people are with you and you just feel, as soon as you touch down, you feel like, you've been there before, or this is where you're supposed to be. When I, when I go to Europe or when I go to Asia, um, I never have that feeling. You know, I always feel like I'm an outsider coming into this space and I enjoy what, you know, I enjoy those destinations. Mm -hmm. But every time I've gone to, I've been to Egypt, Kenya, um, Tanzania and Ghana and every, and those places are literally East, South and um, North and West. And mm -hmm. every single one of them, I have felt like, welcomed and I felt like comfortable and I felt like I'm at home. I mean, I do cooking classes, just all these experiences there, but Ghana, Ghana is on a different level. When I tell mm -hmm. you like the experiences there um, that I, I mean, everything from the Fellini dinner mat experience that I had, or um, we learned how to, to cook jollof um, rice, which is like a huge thing, you know, these jollof wars between Nigeria and Ghana. And so mm -hmm. you, if you know how to uh, cook jollof rice, it's a big thing. So we, we mm -hmm. did a, a cooking experience with that. And, but you just feel connected. And I was able to go to one of the slave castles, um, the point of no return. And Elmina Slave Castle is, is one of the slave castles just that was the last port before heading to the States and um, South America. And it was such a, an experience. We were crying. I mean, they do a ritual. They, they, give you a, um, they give you back your name, basically. And they teach you how like, they name their children. And so you end up getting a, a, a name based upon that. It was just an, it's, wow. it was just an emotional experience, yeah. girl. Yeah, wow. to see it for yourself, too. And it's not a story. Yeah. It's, yes. The proof is right in front of you. It oh, was, my gosh. Yeah, it was amazing. I encourage anyone, go, go to Ghana. As soon as everything opens up, yes. go to Ghana. <laughs> Definitely. We'll try that. And then uh, another question is an underrated travel place uh, that you recommend? Um, I recommend Sri Lanka. Um, when I lived in the States, I didn't even know Sri Lanka was on the map. I never even <laughs> knew where it was. I never heard of it. I didn't know about it. But it, it's so close to here. It's maybe about a four and a half hour flight. So when you have like a, a long weekend, people shoot over there. Um, mm -hmm. Sri Lanka is going towards India. It's beautiful. When I tell you Sri Lanka has everything. If you want city life, there's, there's great cities to go to. If you want to find a beach and just be a beach bum, there's um, beautiful beaches. Um, there's history there. And I'm a big, I'm, I'm a little bit of a nerd and I'm a big history nut. So I, I love to, whenever I plan excursions, I'm like, there's a bit of relaxation and then there's a bit of, I've got to go get something historical. Mm -hmm. And I went, Sri Lanka, I've been there twice. The second time that I went was my last trip before the pandemic shut everything down in February. Okay. And I went for a long weekend. And people, I just think that people don't know about it. And so yeah. Sri Lanka, if you 
if you guys don't know about it, get a map out and, or a globe <laughs> and find it. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous. I mean, it's beautiful. Beautiful. That's what place. I've heard. I've oh, heard just gosh. incredible views. The beaches are yes. amazing. Um, yes. I didn't realize that the city was a big part of it as well. I always forgot yeah. those beaches of Sri Lanka. Yeah, yeah. Colombo is their is their capital city, and it it's got a thriving nightlife and that vibe. Yeah. The beaches is the big thing that they play off of because they have um, surfers come there from different parts of the world every year at different points because of the beaches and the waves are supposed to be like really really good. I don't surf, but yeah. <laughs> I guess they're <laughs> so we've heard. Really <laughs> but it's beautiful, such a beautiful, okay. and the people there are lovely. So yeah, definitely Sri Lanka. <laughs> okay, perfect. Thank you for that. And last question, top travel tips that you would give to someone who maybe hasn't traveled or... Okay, I'll be, I'll be quick. Okay. <laughs> I'll be really quick because I know we've been on for a minute. Yes. Uh, definitely purchase travel insurance for sure. Purchase mm-hmm. that. You never know what you're going to um, come across or get into. So that photocopy your um, travel documents, leave a yes. set of them for your um, family or someone or friend back home. That's your visa, your passport, your travel itinerary, your vaccination forms, your even copies of your credit or your debit card, because um, if they were to be lost or stolen or anything, you know, having a, that person having a copy of that and um, even your bank info, you know, those are just some things that you could copy, but at least your passport and your um, visa and your itinerary, make sure people know what, what you're doing. Uh, if you can be team carry on, so try to take a, uh, less is more, try to be mm-hmm. able to team <laughs> carry on. Um, packing cubes. I definitely suggest those. You can grab those at, um, on Groupon and even on, um, amazon.com. Very cheap, but they're the cubes that, you know, you can organize. I'm AC, um, OCD when it comes to packing. So, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it saves a lot of space. Yep. And the other thing I would say is arrange meetups. I do a lot of solo travel. Mm-hmm. So I definitely arrange meetups with people. But um, even if you are with a group of friends or whatever, you can still arrange a meetup. And by that, I'm just saying I'm part of a lot of travel groups. And so what I do is uh, like if it's Nomadness or any of the um, black travel groups, I let them know I'm going to be in um, Florence these dates. Is anyone going to be around? And then people end up shooting back to you. I'm going to be there from here, from this date to this date. And then you can get together with people for a drink or dinner. And it's just, it's just nice to, you know, link up with fellow travelers, especially, you know, fellow black travelers around the world. I've done that a few times and had a great time. And I have really good friends now that I I met up with. Um, And just research, research before you do anything, research everything Mm -hmm. from the weather to lodging (laughs) and things to do. So that's it. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for all your tips and and tricks there. Those are all really, really helpful. Where can we follow you on um, social media? And I know uh, you also wrote a book. So can you tell us um, how we can purchase your book as well? Sure, sure. Well, my social media, I'm on uh, IG. It's wander underscore lean. Um, So that's my my handle on IG. And um, and then also my name is Marilyn Shane. If you follow me on Facebook, you can just um, search Marilyn Shane. But yes, IG, it's wander underscore lean. And yes, I, I, um, I wrote a book last year about solo travel and I was encouraging um, black women to travel at least one time travel solo. So I really, really encourage you all to grab one of these. Um, you can find it on Amazon and for Kindle if you have Kindle. But um, yeah, amazon.com, if you just type in solo travel, then all the solo travel books will pop up and I'll be there. And this is what it looks like. 
So um, yes, definitely grab one of these. It has all the tips and everything that you need from start to finish. Um, and some of those tips that I even mentioned today and more um, are in here. Um, so yeah, just grab one of these and get out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely gonna grab one as well. I haven't gotten a solo thank trip you. before, so I, I will buy one. But again, thank you so, so, so much for being here today. Uh, we really enjoyed listening to your story. Thank you everyone for listening. Make sure you follow Marilene on her social media platforms. And if you're interested in solo travel, check out her book like I will. Make sure you leave a review on the podcast if you enjoyed the content and subscribe so you get notifications for our next episode. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>